Welcome to the Messy Middle Podcast that follows one mom's journey to build a profitable business while navigating the challenges of life. I'm your hostess, Anita Anello, and I'm here to share wisdom, insights, and stories that will empower you to make confident decisions, take actionable steps, and break through the mental barriers that hold you back. Hey, everybody, it's Anita Anello here, and I am joined today by Cliff Ravenscraft. He is actually a good friend of my good friend, Ray Edwards, and Ray has connected us in a way that is just so special. So I'm so happy to have him as a guest on the podcast today. So welcome, Cliff. How are you? Anita, I have never been better. And as I said before, now here, just a few minutes later, it gets better every minute of the day. We're live. I mean, how could life not be great? The I know, fact that we so have awesome. this gift of technology to, number one, connect us in different parts of the world, mm-hmm. but where you and I can have a conversation and it could either be broadcasted live or playable on demand to practically anyone on this planet mm-hmm. at any given point in the future. This is what a gift and for free in yeah. most cases. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. It's amazing how we're able to connect with so many different people in so many different areas these days. I just, I love it. It's so fun. Living the dream. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we were just talking on our intro before we got started about being able to share with the audience today um, just this concept of building a consulting business based on a relationship. And let me kind of break that down just real quick. Um, one of the things that I know when I started my coaching business, is that I hear in the online space, especially there is lots of methodologies about, um, you know, kind of old school networking and getting a bunch of content out there and then being able to kind of like produce more and more and more and more. And that gets, that can get overwhelming. Um, or there's this idea that somehow we can build our businesses over at night, even though there may be like 20 years in the making. Right. And I, I'm not knocking the the revenue event that can be overnight and you can have revenue come in very quickly. But really, let's kind of break down um, really the idea of how do you build your business around relationships? And then and then what does that look like? What's the trajectory look like in terms of time frame? Let's let's kind of set the stage for the conversation right there. Hmm. Well, you know, something came up for me as you were giving that introduction that is slightly disconnected from what we talked about just before we hit record, which is Mm -hmm. I I would love to share the prosperous coach method for creating clients. And I could talk about that trajectory, but something that occurs to me just in the moment I feel inspired to share is my own little story. So I was selling insurance in a family run insurance agency for more than a decade. Is my parents' agency. My grandfather started it in 1937. I was the next in line to take it over. I had lived an entire lifetime up to that point as an employee. Mm-hmm. And I discovered podcasting as a hobby in December 2005. I fell in love with it through mm-hmm. some pretty strange and only divinely in, uh, inspired incidents. We had tens of thousands of uh, listeners by our third episode. And then we grew into the hundreds of thousands within a few short months. We were in the early gold rush days of of early adopters into podcasting. So (laughs) it was pretty wild. And after about a year of this, I I began to wonder, what what would life be like if I could go and do this for a living instead of selling insurance? I wonder, is there any way that I could do this? And I felt a little guilty and ashamed of that at first. But then I'm like, "I, I can't shake this. Yeah. So ultimately, people started, I, I started to talk about it in some of my podcast content. And these people called entrepreneurs started reaching out to me. I'm like, who are these people? Yes, right. I, people, Cliff, I, I'll never forget the first time I got an email. Cliff, you could definitely do this. I've been an entrepreneur my entire life. I've never had a job. And I'm like, what? What? You've never had a job? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> how, how does one get to your age and never had a job? The, and it, it, which is crazy because my hello, my dad owned the business. My dad's one of these guys. Yes, and I right, never right. once thought about it. Right. Yeah. So anyway, people began to say, Cliff, you could totally do this. And here are some ways. And I started dabbling with income streams and things like that. And, and we had a sizable audience. And I thought, OK, well, gosh, I'm making three to five thousand dollars a month doing these things. 
If I just went and got rid of the day job and put that most productive 40 hours of my week, I'll definitely be able to make this business work. Mm -hmm. Well, I went full-time self-employed January 1st, 2008, and I had never worked more hours before in my life. <laughs> yes. I worked 12 to 14 hours a day, seven days a week, never mm -hmm. took a single day off for the first nine months. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to take Sundays off completely, but I would only allow myself to do that if I committed to working more hours the other six days of the week for the rest of the year. That sounds painful. Yes. Well, Actually, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. The painful part was the anxiety, the fear, uh, the lack of any understanding of what this thing called emotional intelligence is and the ability to control my own emotional state. I had so many things that were working against me. I didn't know what I didn't know at the time. Yeah. And so I ended the first year in full-time self-employment making a total net income of $11,000. Now, the business made significantly more than that. It paid mm. for a CPA to, to manage our taxes and all this other stuff. And it bought a lot of business equipment and all the things that you can tax deduct. Mm -hmm. But I only brought in a paycheck the final three months of the year. Mm -hmm. And the net income after taxes was 11000 Mm -hmm. My accountant, by the way, when he did our taxes, he says, congratulations. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> I just barely put food on the table this year. And he's like, yeah, but most businesses don't even see a profit for two to three years. You were profitable year one. You should pat yourself on the back. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah. Well, the whole thing is, is what I'm sharing there is that my own trajectory of mm -hmm. what I large audience, you think a large audience is just going to make all mm -hmm. sunshines and ra rainbows. We had a large audience, but a large audience will never be able to combat your limited mindset around money mm -hmm. and what you're oh, wow. worthy of earning. Mm -hmm. And then it's all about, you know, trying to figure out that side of things. And that's a whole different topic, probably for another conversation, because I yeah. know we want to stick on relationships. But I, and so I share all of this to tell you about the trajectory. It was in 2009, my second year in business, that I was introduced to the book, 48 Days to the Work You Love by uh, Dan Miller. Yep. And this book radically transformed my life. I mm -hmm. was so uh, compelled by this book or inspired by this book. I did a, I think it was a four or five part series of podcast episodes where I literally read sections of the book and shared my, how it's messing with my thinking. <laughs> and it set me off on a personal and professional development journey. And it mm -hmm. introduced me to all sorts of new things that I'd never ha had any experience with before. And as a result of that, my life was changing. And I was sharing that with many thousands of other people. Mm -hmm. One day I came across this uh, four-step formula for how to achieve any goal. And uh, I went to my audience and I said, guys, I don't know about goal setting. Never been a fan. Uh, I, I think of goals, setting goals is kind of like New Year's resolutions, and we all know those don't work. Yeah. By the way, yet another limiting belief that I have. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not true. Even if they tell you that 82% of all the people who set New Year's resolutions have failed to keep them by the second week in February, that doesn't mean that they don't work. You just, mm -hmm. want, instead of focusing on the 82%, how about you focus on the ones who are still doing it at the end of the first year or at the right. end of the year? Yeah. They do work for those people. Anyway, I digress. So here's the situation. I went to my audience and said, guys, I found this four-step formula. And you might be thinking, what does this have to do with relationships, Cliff? No. Are you <laughs> going to get to the point here? <laughs> no, it's good. I went to my audience and I said, here's this four-step formula. It says that, number one, you have to believe that it's possible. Mm -hmm. Number two, you have to write it down. Number three, you have to tell other people about it. And number four, you need to work the plan as it becomes available. And I said, guys, I have, I have a goal in mind. I want to meet two heroes of mine. I want to meet two celebrities. And I'm not talking about sports figures and movie stars. I, I don't look at those people. I, I'm not just not interested. But mm -hmm. there are two people who are celebrities in my mind. One, his name is Leo Laporte. 
He's the guy who introduced me to the world of podcasting, and that transformed my life. And as a result of that, I would love to tell him how it transformed my life, but also the lives of hundreds of thousands of people around the world. This, the other person I'd like to meet is uh, that's a celebrity is Dan Miller, author of the book, 48 Days to the Work You Love. This book has been sold millions of copies. This is, yeah. I would love to meet Dan Miller. Now, here's my goal. I'm telling you guys, number one, I believe this is possible. Number two, I've already written this down. Number mm -hmm. three, I'm right now in the process of telling others about this goal. <laughs> Let me tell you the specifics of my goal. I don't want to just meet Dan Miller. I want to meet Dan Miller and have the opportunity to really, truly tell him my story, tell him what my life was like before I was introduced to his con his his content and his podcast. And I'd like to be able to tell the transformation that happened in my life. And I'd like to tell him a couple of stories about people's whose lives have been transformed that I introduced them to in the thousands. And I would love to be able to do this in such a way that I don't go. It's not like I'm going to go to a conference where he's speaking and I'm going to stand in line with 30 other people mm, and I'm going to yes. get three minutes of his FaceTime and he's right. going to lunch and he's forgotten that he's had a conversation with me. Yeah. I want to have such a meeting with Dan Miller. Yeah. That once he's finished hearing my story, it's actually touched him in such a way that that evening he will go to his wife, Joanne, and tell him, I met this guy named Cliff Ravenscraft today and let me tell you what I, what's going on. Oh, I love that. I so love that. that was the clarity <laughs> of my goal, right? Yeah. I said, by the way, step number four is work the plan as it becomes available. You don't have to know all the steps. So just, just follow what comes logically next. Right. Just be on the lookout for a next logical step. So I published this podcast episode. 40 minutes later, I get an email from a guy named Andy Traub. He says, Cliff, I uh, just, downloaded your episode 40 minutes ago and I'm listening to the podcast by the way I work as a consultant with Dan on some projects he already knows who you are um I would love to connect you would you like to set up a podcast interview with Dan next week yes and then next yes, week Dan <laughs> yeah. was a guest on my podcast uh, and then at the end of that podcast Dan says to me he says Cliff um, this was amazing. Thank you so much. I'm very honored by the things that you've shared. You know, I've been hearing a lot about you because of your world work in podcasting. Quite frankly, we, you've been on our radar for a long time. We need some help. As you know, our audio quality for the podcast has issues and I don't know anything about all of this equipment. He goes, he says, could I schedule a one on one coaching call or a consulting call with you? Mm -hmm. And I said, sure. I'm like, I'm going, it's like, I, I don't care who's on my list. I'm putting Dan Miller. You, you name the day, yes. you name the time. <laughs> yes. We're doing this. Anyway, the next week we're on this call, midweek. And he says, what, what do you have in your studio? And I said, well, you don't need what I have. But I, you know, I went out and I bought all of this equipment. He says, how much is all of that? And I told him, what he goes, huh, let me ask you this. Is there any way that you could order all of that, have it sh shipped to your house? And he knew that I live in Northern Kentucky, just outside of okay. Cincinnati. And he says, is there any way you could order all of that, have it delivered to your house? And, and would it be there in time to come down next weekend to Nashville? Joanne is going out to Colorado to visit my son, and she's going to spend some time in California with a friend of hers. So I'll be here all weekend by myself. If you were able to come down on Friday, I would take you out to dinner. I'll take you to a show here in Nashville, and we could spend all day together on oh Saturday, and you can build a podcast studio for me. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, oh, yes. I'm yes. going to make this happen. And of course, I'm paying like, I don't know, a hundred and some odd dollars to have overnight shipping of all this equipment to my house. I'm, I'm making everything happen. And yeah. so I do, this was, I, I went down, I had this experience, right? And that began a relationship mm. that transformed my life and my business. And this is one of those things where, you know, so much of how that came about. I want to stress the point. Did you hear me say that Dan says, I've been hearing a lot about you. And many mm. people have told me that I should probably reach out to you. 
-hmm. Now, what I don't want to undervalue here is the number of people who had a relationship with me who also knew Dan, who said, you really should reach out to Cliff. He's a good guy. You can help. So I want you to know that it's the relationships that I've already built with other people who don't have the clout, who don't have the large audience, who don't have all of the big celebrity status that I still show up and serve in an incredibly powerful way. I'm very much genuinely concerned about each person, regardless of what's in in it for me. Mm -hmm. And so it's those people. It's like, no, Cliff's the real deal kind of thing, right? And so when when all of a sudden Dan heard like, gosh, this guy, this Cliff guy that I keep hearing about, uh, he's a fan of mine. Of course, yeah. I'm going to reach out. And so that's how this happened. And I learned this, you know, even in more detail in our relationship following that. And so then all of a sudden, Dan, of course, has sold millions of copies of his book. And and Dan knows that I've told the story thousands of times since then. So I will tell you that. um Dan, I told Dan, I said, listen, between you and I, I have probably been responsible for at least three or 4,000 copies of your book. Right. I've also been responsible for sending that many people to your podcast. And about 80% of them email me and say, Cliff, I love his book. Amazing. His podcast, it. the content is off the charts, but you couldn't pay me to listen to it on a weekly basis. Oh. Because the audio quality was terrible. Oh my gosh! Wow. So, so, so I, of course, this was bef- this is before. Yes, I had this opportunity. So I go down and I set him up all this equipment, and his his audio quality afterwards went from a three out of ten on quality scale, and mm-hmm. it jumped all the way up in the next episode to a seven out of ten. Nice. Not really. You would think okay. so. <laughs> okay. So there's one little problem. Definitely a mark. Uh, there is definitely a measurable result. Everybody could tell the difference. The only problem is, as Dan said, hey, if you like the quality of this sound, there's a guy that his name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and he's responsible for how this sounds. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm like, Dan. And he did this two weeks straight. Right. And I'm like, Dan, do me a favor. Never, ever, ever speak my name again and say, I'm responsible for the quality of the sound of your podcast. <laughs> and he's like, what's wrong? I said, well, you remember, I, you know, you've got this guy who's volunteered to help you. He's the guy who helped you launch your podcast. He's using a program called Audacity and he's using mm-hmm. it, which is free. So, um, and, and because of that, it comes with this thing called the lame encoder for MP3s. And it is a very low quality encoder. He's encoding your audio at a very low bit rate. And so while you have broadcast amazing quality audio, he's sucking the life out of it Oh no! by using this software. Mm-hmm. I said, so will you do me a favor and either talk to him and see if he will allow, if he would be upset if I took over the production of your show? Dan, I love you so much. I will produce your show for free every single week. Wow. All right. So so Dan went to his friend. He said, my friend said, (laughs) sure, here's the keys. (laughs) So from that point forward, now, now I've made a commitment to Dan. I'm going to, it's like, I don't even produce all my own shows. I I paid somebody to, at that time to produce my own content because I was putting out seven to 15 episodes a week. But here I am personally producing Dan Miller's podcast. Yeah. But here's why. His audience was massive. Yes. And at the time, I'm teaching people how to podcast and I'm selling podcast equipment. Mm. And what happened was Dan started. So so then all of a sudden, his audio quality hit 10 out of 10 every single week. I said, Dan, you you feel free to talk about me as much as you want. (laughs) Now. And he did. (laughs) And he continued to talk about me. And I will tell you from that point forward, ever since then, I've always been booked at least two or six weeks in advance. And and my income just went off through the charts. And then about a year or two later, um, he he was always talking about this guy named Michael Hyatt. Michael Hyatt Mm -hmm. this, Michael Hyatt that. And I I didn't know who Michael Hyatt was at the time. Mm -hmm. He just happened to, by the way, have... Uh, one of the internet's like top 10 business blogs on the 
planet Earth at the time. Right. Yes. Sizable audience. Right. And um, he would soon write, we didn't know this at the time, but he would soon write in a New York Times bestselling book called Platform, How to Get no- Noticed in a no- Noisy World, teaching mm, wow. people the importance of having and building a personal brand online. And by the way, a podcast would be an incredibly valuable tool. But he would not write that book and put that in there had it not been for the fact that while Michael was experiencing great blogging success in his blog, he went over to the home of Dan Miller one day and asked Dan this question. What is the single greatest return on investment that you are putting into your business that gets you the most results? Dan says, hands down. Nothing beats an audio podcast. I can tell you, I stopped going to the radio station. Being on the mm-hmm. radio is doesn't yeah. even come close. My blog doesn't come close. My email newsletter doesn't come close. You could take everything else I do in my business and none of it can even come close to what I get as a result of producing a podcast episode, a podcast, an audio podcast every single week. He goes, do you think I should have one? Michael Hyatt asked. He goes, you should. He goes, great. I'll go research that. He goes, no, no. don't go research that. Hire Cliff Ravenscraft. And he nice. then said, this is the reason. This is why you should hire him. This is who he is. This is his story. Blah, 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 blah. And Michael says, you know what? I've heard about Cliff Ravenscraft. <laughs> I love that. And so I and I still have the email to this day that oh, Dan sent me. He says, Cliff, I'm sitting here in my office with Michael Hyatt, showing him the equipment that you set up. He's interested in launching a podcast. He would like you to set up a podcast studio for him and teach him how to podcast. Would you be willing to come down and meet with him? And the next weekend after that, I'm back in Franklin, Tennessee, in the home of Michael Hyatt. Wow. Uh, I love that. I love that. I love that. I actually connected with Dan Miller um, a couple of years ago. I had started in the entrepreneurial space with an Amazon business and got connected and introduced into his community through his book, met his his daughter, Ashley, and then was helping them for a short bit and trying to get the books and Joanne's books listed on Amazon. And then through Dan's community, that's how I met Ray and got into his community. And so I love hearing the story about Dan. And I honestly, what I've noticed about him is I've never met a person who is more genuinely, authentically with that beautiful smile. Now, for anybody who's listening and they don't know, Dan Miller has just recently passed and we're uh, just so moved by that. But I've never met a person who is more genuinely and authentically excited. And it would show on his face every single week. He would do these things called Monday Mentors and he would listen to people's stories. and he most vibrant smile and so excited to hear and champion people about the, the, the success that they would have as they went early what their heart's desire was. And so, gosh, what an honor to have known him and to um, even at the distance that I did not, I didn't have some of the same experiences that, that you did, Cliff, but I love, I love the story. I love how um, in this space we're able to connect with other people based on the relationships that we have and the introductions that we make. And so, yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. But yeah, so let's, let's continue on. Like what else do you think about? So we started the idea of how do we connect with people, not in a, um, you know, a needy, uh, what I would refer to like as a needy gross salesy way, but really just showing up what you're talking about and you're, what you're sharing is how do we connect with people just really genuinely wanting to show up and serve first and then make connections based on that. Let's talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. And so, so much of my relationships with Dan and Michael were dependent upon the reputation that preceded me. It's not mm-hmm. just one mention of Cliff Ravenscraft, he's your guy, and then they made the decision. The mm-hmm. reason why there was the decision was because of the reputation that kind of had preceded any introduction formally of how I might personally help them. And the question is, how did that reputation precede me? How did that reputation get out there? And it reminds me of a Maya Angelou quote. And it goes something to the fact that people will never remember 
you for what you did or for what you said or for what you had, they will remember you based upon how you made them feel. Mm. Yeah. And so the question is, is what are we doing intentionally to curate how much we show we genuinely see someone, that we acknowledge them, that we are curious in an authentic and transparent way about who they are, that we see value within them, that we are willing to invest our time, effort, and energy. And when we are with them, that we're fully present yeah. with them. And those things are the key characteristics that I have found that have led to the greatest amount of success. And so I'll share with you a story that just recently happened. I sent out a broadcast email to my mailing list to everyone, even those who had just signed up for my mailing list yesterday. And it was a broadcast message offering a coaching package. And a guy wrote back and says, hey, just want to let you know, I just recently heard about you on the Graham Cochran podcast. And I signed up for your free one hour, all beliefs have consequences talk. And I've tried to validate my email three or four times and I still haven't gotten access. Can you help? And he thought he was reaching Cliff Ravenscraft's support team, right? Yeah. yeah. So I get the email the very next morning and I'm like, I wonder what's going on here. By the way, the email address was an hotmail and, and the name is a very, a name that many people would have. So okay. I have, this person is as anonymous as a person can be with the exception that I assume this is a guy and his name is what his name is, Blank. right? Yes, yes, yes. So, so that, that, that's about as much as I have to go. So there's no way of me knowing um, how, you know, is this guy, you know, how much time, effort, and energy should I put into impressing this person? That, oh, that didn't yes. even occur to me. So I, that's, mm -hmm. that's what I'm trying to tell you here. So what do I do? I look at my email and I'm like, you know what? It's five o'clock in the morning. I've got like four and a half hours before I have anything to do. Sure, I was going to sit down and read a book and stuff like that. But you know what? Let me just go over here. And I turn my webcam on. I turn Loom video recording on. It's recording right. my screen and it's recording me on camera. And I said, hey, Dave, Cliff Ravenscraft here. I'm looking at your email and I see that you're having an issue. Typically, this is usually one of two things. Number one, your email might have been typed in incorrectly, but it sounds to me like you've tried a couple of times. Chances are somebody on your end thinks I'm in spam or in the one of those promotions mm -hmm. tab. And that's probably likely because I do send out a lot of marketing stuff. So um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this for you. And I, and I open up my Kajabi. I <laughs> confirm that his email is the same as what he just emailed me from. And I right. said, everything looks good here. I said, I'm going to manually create a password for you. And I'm, I'm this and is what it is. And I'm yeah. like, I'm writing it down. I'm like, okay, so I've just done this. Now let's just check and test to see if it works. So I'm opening up an incognito window. And then I say, okay, so here's what I'm doing. You go to cliffravenscraft.com, click login, type in your email. This is the password. Don't forget it's capital this. Boom. Right. And it's like there, it just works. So it's confirmed that it's working on my end. Click here and then click here and you can watch the video. Hey, by the way, I'm so sorry for the inconvenience. It, I'm, I don't know why it's taking three times. I don't know why it's not there, but, um, hopefully this works. If it doesn't, you let me know and maybe I'll invite you to share your screen with me via Zoom call. We'll get this working for you. Right. He wrote back later that day. He's like, I am so blown away. I have never, never in a million years would I have thought that you personally, Cliff Ravenscraft, would re respond and solve my minor tech issue. Yeah. He goes, I happen to have a YouTube channel with one point, with over a million subscribers. Oh, my gosh. And I happen to know what it means to have a very large community, the number of emails that you must get. I recognize this. And the fact that you not knowing who I was took the time to do this for me. It just blows me away. And then he begins to tell me about his story, about mm -hmm. how he got into YouTube and all this other stuff and how he resonated with the podcast episode that I'd done with Graham Cochran mm -hmm. and, and all of this other stuff. Fast forward three weeks later, by the way, this guy has a YouTube channel with over a million subscribers building wilderness cabins out in the woods. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> and like, like literally out in the middle yes. of nowhere. Wow. I have watched at least seven or eight of his videos from beginning to end over the years, dreaming of what it would be like to have my own off-grid cabin out, into, out in the woods to go for a wilderness retreat. But I'm probably never going to do that. <laughs> Except that now my most recent email from him says, hey, Cliff, uh, pick a cabin off of my channel, any cabin, uh, pack a cooler, and no bring a, uh, a motorcycle helmet if you ride, and choose a date. Any cabin and anything I own is at your disposal. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Love it. So what is what is the lesson to be pulled out of all of this? Do you notice that these things are consistently these kind of opportunities that are floating? But what what you may not hear is that how many people am I doing this for on a daily and or weekly basis that don't have an audience, that mm -hmm. don't have you know, all of this other stuff. And, and quite frankly, it's, it's just a part of what I do. Now, is it scalable? The answer is no. Mm -hmm. At some point, you will be so well known for who you are and what you're doing that yeah. you won't be able to do this for everyone. And that's why myself and so many others have adopted this philosophy of do for some what you wish you could do for everyone. Now, mm -hmm. when you have the capacity to do so, I encourage you to do it for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So if somebody's just getting started and they're working a full-time job, like let's talk about that a little bit. Building the the business element, moving over to the entrepreneurial space a little bit more. Um, maybe it's a successful working woman of faith. That's the audience that I serve. And she already works at least 40 hours. 40 hours might be like a part-time week for her. She's got a husband and kids, wants to be intentional with them. And so maybe she wants to carve out, I don't know, 10 extra hours a week. How would you help her to get started, but based on relationship? What would be some advice there? So prior to hitting record, we talked about the fact that some of these women are going to be either consultants and or coaches. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So what I'd like to do is speak to that portion of this audience. Now, I can tell you right now, I have many things that are not coaching and or consulting uh, faced products or services, uh, mm -hmm. such as, let's just say, a conference where the VIP ticket is $2,000, workshops here in my home studio that are $2,000. So I have lots of anywhere between two to $10,000 products that are not consulting, that are not coaching. Okay. But I still use the same process to sell those products or services. And it comes from a book called The Prosperous Coach by Steve Chandler mm -hmm. and Rich Litvin. This is another book that has radically transpired in my life. And by the way, I have a personal relationship with Rich Litvin now as well. Uh, so that should not be a secret to anyone, yeah. a surprise to anyone at this point. But um, here's what I will tell you. This book is all about how, and this is what really resonated with me because I do life with a lot of online business owners and a lot of online marketers. Mm -hmm. So for the first uh, 13, 15 years of my business, I built my business through content creation and having people who don't know who I am come to know me, then like me, then trust me and nurture a relationship. And this is a lot of work. Yes. All right. It is a lot of work. It's a it's it's work that's worthy of the time, effort, and energy that goes into it. But it is a lot of work. And if we're talking somebody who's working fifty hours a week and they're trying to do something on the side, and they have uh, children and family obligations as well, family commitments, I should say, not obligations. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, they doing that may seem quite overwhelming. Can it be? Mm -hmm. Can some level of that be done in ten hours a week? Yes some content creation, some of that stuff. But if you're not so technically inclined, those can be a burden and an obstacle that many people fail to overcome. Mm -hmm. But the prosperous coach method, this is what I love about this book. It says, listen, you could have a prosperous coaching business or a consulting business mm -hmm. without a website, 
without an email list, without a blog, without a podcast, and without a single social media presence. Mm -hmm. Now, by the way, this book isn't arguing that you shouldn't make use of any of those tools. Right. But it's just saying you don't need any of them. But you could have a prosperous coaching business by invitation and referral only. And it only takes a four-step formula to make this happen. And are you interested in me breaking down the four steps of the formula? Yes, that would be awesome. It is number one. Step one is to connect. Mm -hmm. Get to know people. Be curious about who they are, what's going on in the world. Build a relationship with them. And a con- and a connection uh, can that connection can happen in a face to face interaction. Sometimes I'll go to a conference and I'll meet people who are my exact target audience because of who you know the conference I chose to go to. And I could go through the first two steps of this process in a single twenty to thirty minute conversation. Mm-hmm. But the whole idea is that I could actually have somebody that's never heard my name before, and we connect build some rapport, and I ask them a couple of questions, learn about what their biggest dreams are, what their aspirations are, find out what's currently holding them back, and then and then they reveal something to me where they say, this is my biggest struggle right now. I'm like, well, that's exactly what I do for a living. And in fact, when I get back, I always block out a lot of time for me to get readjusted, caught up on things. Just so happens I have a lot of open time on my schedule and I move to step two immediately, which mm-hmm. is, would you be interested in having a full-blown 90-minute one-on-one coaching conversation with me about this topic? So step two is invitation. Mm-hmm. All right. Step two is an invitation into a coaching experience. By the way, this is not a discovery call. This is a full experience of coaching. I'm going to do for this person in ni- in a single 90-minute coaching session mm-hmm. exactly what I would do for my highest paid coaching client and what they would get in a 90-minute ex- ex- uh, session. So that's exactly what I'm going to do in step three, which is create. I'm going to create the client. All right. So once you get into step... So by the way, I want to come back to the connect phase for just a moment and tell you that not every connection is going to happen in 20 minutes. I'll give you a perfect example of connect phase. So years ago, I used to do a course called podcasting A to Z. And it teaches people how to start a podcast within four weeks. And this guy signed up for my course, showed up, bought a lot of equipment from me at the time, but never launched his podcast. And in November 2017, I stopped teaching people how to podcast. And I I transitioned my brand from Podcast Answer Man to Mindset Answer Man. Okay. And so today I coach about business strategy and business mindset and personal mindset as well. (laughs) And so what happened was um, this guy reached out to me in 2020 during the pandemic. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm really struggling. He, his main income source was hosting l- large events is where he made all of his money and there are no events. Right. So here he is five and a half years after he took podcasting A to Z, he emails me, says, Cliff, I am blown away. I cannot believe that five and a half years later, I'm still able to log in with the username and password and have access to all of the tutorials that you gave me during that course. And I can see that all of the material, I know I don't have access to you anymore, but I didn't take action. But I just wanted to say thank you for providing this access. Now, this is an email just thanking me that I still provide access to a course that he bought five and a half years ago. Right. So this is so this is a perfect example of a connection, right? It's an email that's just been inbound. Scott, it's so wonderful to hear from you. Wow. Now, what did I do next? I went and looked up some of the conversations. I remember, matter of fact, I was just looking. How did things turn out with fill in the blank? And I pulled out something he shared on a personal level with me back then. I showing him that I care, that I'm taking right. the time to remind myself of who he is, what's going on in his world, and I'm g- genuinely curious about having an update. I'm thrilled that you're about ready to look into podcasting. Why now, 
after five and a half years. I'd love to learn more. So he replies. He says, wow, Cliff, I can't believe you remember that. And of course, I told him that I it, that I looked it up. Right. Mm-hmm. But he's like that. Just it means so much to me that you would ask. And he shared me the re- update about how that scenario went. And then um, he shared with me why now after five and a half years, he goes, well, and, and by the way, th- I'm really kind of condensing some things here. He says, quite, eventually he reveals to me, quite frankly, I'm as about as unemployed as un- unemployed could get, oh, you know, man. and the fact is I have no income and I need to completely find a new stream of how to do this. I have a large audience out there. Thousands of people attended my events year after year after year, but I have no way to really do anything. And so I thought maybe launching this podcast and I wrote mm-hmm. back and, and I, by the way, did not jump straight into invite. There's already enough there that I could have jumped straight to invite. But I said, quite frankly, in the connecting phase, you are looking to discern somebody who would be a good client Mm -hmm. and somebody who signs up for a $2,000 course and then buys a couple thousand dollars worth of equipment and doesn't follow through. There's a little bit. It's like, maybe I'm going to wait a little bit to see if if this might be a good fit for a coaching client. Yep. So, so there's a little bit of discernment that happens. That can happen that that's going on in this connecting before you move to invite step two. So I wrote back and I said, Hey, I, well, I'm thrilled. Do me a favor. As soon as you go through the material, as soon as you launch your podcast, will you send me a link to your first episode? Mm-hmm. I'd be delighted to check it out and celebrate the success of the launch of your show. Mm-hmm. He goes, you better believe I will. Three months later. I'm not wow. kidding you. <laughs> Three months later, I because it's me again. I I did finally get around to launching the podcast. Here's a link. I listened to it, and being who I am, I said, I, I said, this sounds terrible. Oh, I no. clicked play, and I listened for about 35 seconds, and and then I'm like, okay, I hope he's gonna stop playing this music in the background. And then I just scrolled forward and I realized that 47 minutes into the show, you still have this music playing in the background. Wow. And I know that a lot of YouTubers do that, but I can tell you right now, there's that music is way too loud. It's so distracting. I could not hear a word you said. Here's how to solve it. And so I, I literally spent about 30 or 45 minutes giving him coaching advice that I would have given him if he took the course five and a half years ago. Actually, at this time, six, you know, almost six years ago. <laughs> and so, uh, but I'm serving him. Do you see how I'm serving him? I, oh, I don't yes. owe him anything. He's not even expecting anything. I could have just said, hey, good job. Congratulations. Went on with my day. Yeah. It's still clear to me that maybe this might not be a good coaching client. I mean, he took right. five and a half years to do this. <laughs> he took three months to do this, right? It's right. Like, What's going on here? So, right. So I'm not rushing into anything, but then he replies and he says, I'll get right on that. And so he went and within two days, he immediately went in and re-edited, took the music out, said, here it is. And I said, oh my gosh, I just listened to the entire thing. This is amazing. I think you have something here. Here's a couple of things that I think you should consider. And he wrote back and then he shared with me one major obstacle. He says, I just don't know how to overcome this. Now. I want you to hear how long this connection, this connection via email exchange, there's been about seven or eight email exchanges back and forth over a three month period of time before I finally hit reply and say, I'd like to move you into step two. I didn't say that. I made an invitation. I said, this is exactly the type of coaching that I'm doing today. I would love to give you a complimentary 90 minute one-on-one full-blown coaching experience with me. This will be my gift to you. No strings attached with no expectation and no obligation. You will ever become a paid client. Right. If you're interested, here's what I require of you. Number Mm -hmm. one, that if you're going to choose a date and time on my calendar, that you will prioritize that event Mm -hmm. above anything else and that you'll work against any potential danger of needing to reschedule. Uh, mm-hmm. just do everything within your power to protect and prioritize this time that you choose on my calendar. Number two, you must come from a distraction-free environment where we can speak openly without anybody in earshot so that you and I can speak at a deep level. And mm-hmm. number three, you must come to the call from a place that has a reliable internet connection with the ability to do video and audio via a Zoom call. 
If you're interested in taking me up on this complimentary offer, here's the link below to schedule the time. That's my invite language. Yeah, I love that. And you're and you're almost six years into the interaction with him and the the semi relationship with him, right? Yes. And that which is not to be lost on the whole picture, the whole big picture. Well, exactly. And and I'm recognizing that we're about 13 minutes left. So I'm mm-hmm. what I'm going to do is I want to I want to evacuate that scenario with Scott. All right. And I okay. want to give you an average person. All right. Mm-hmm. This is the average. So somebody, let's just say I'm. I, I'm a guest on somebody else's podcast, which by the way, I would recommend for everyone who doesn't want to go create tons of content, go find, figure out who your target audience is, mm-hmm. go be a guest on somebody's po- on podcast that has that target audience, and then create some sort of call to action and ask them to email you. Just mm-hmm. say email, here's my email address, put this in the subject line. And that will bring in people who will start emailing you. And I encourage you to start connecting. So let me just give you an example that is a little bit more real time how this might happen. So I'm a guest on Anita's podcast right now. You're hearing my voice. At the end of this, I'm going to invite you, if she asked me, to sign up for a free thing on my mailing list. It's going to send, you're going to get access to it. At the end of that, it's going to say, how did you like this? Please reply to me. You may or may not be the type of person who's going to respond and engage with me. But if you do email me, here's the process. You hear me on Anita's podcast. You go over and sign up for my free video. You watch the video. You get an email asking, what do you think about it? And I'm genuinely interested. Please hit reply on the email. You email me. Mm -hmm. Now I treat you like a real human being. I'm not automating. I'm actually seeing if, if, if your email is, um, something at mywebsite.com. I'm going right. to go look at your website. I'm going to read your about page. I'm going to find out everything I can be learn about you. But if you're gmail.com, chances are I'm not going to be able to find you online. But right. I'm going to do everything I can to be as curious as I can to learn as much about you and genuinely care about who you are, what's going on in your world, and be incredibly thankful for this connection opportunity. It's my way of saying thank you, God, for bringing yet another person along my path. And please give me discernment and let me know if there's anything here that is a reason why I should extend an invitation so that they could receive the type of coaching that you've given me the gift to do in this world. I love so that. that's what I'm doing in this process. So you're listening to Anita's podcast. You do all of this stuff. You reply, oh my gosh, Cliff, this is amazing. Then I reply to you and say, oh, let me ask you a couple of questions. Have you heard about such and such? And if so, what, do you, what are your thoughts about this? If not, would you be willing to go and read this book? And if you have any questions, I, I would be delighted to answer any questions you have about this book. And they're like, mm-hmm. okay. And and yeah. so what I'm doing is I'm going to connect. And let's just say that goes on on average with me for three exchanges back and forth on average, sometimes as many as six or seven or eight. And it go, it can go on for months or years. But on average, about three exchanges, I ask you a couple of questions. I see if you're willing to go and do some things. You're expressing what your concerns are, what your struggles are. And at some point, once I've discerned that, wow, this is somebody who's got a big dream. They've got a significant obstacle. They actually are engaging with me. It seems like they're interested in hearing some of the advice and following through with it. And then within three to six exchanges of email back and forth, I move you into invitation. Then I do the step three. I'm looking here nine minutes and 30 seconds before the end of our show. So uh, can you tell I've done this before? Yes. (laughs) So. Here's the situation. Step three of the process is a two set, two part step. So step one, complimentary coaching experience number one. Now I do 90 minute session. During that first session, I say, Hey, I just want to remind you that this is my gift to you. No strings attached, no expectation, no obligation. You'll become a paid client. In fact, I promise you today, I will make no mention of any product or service you could ever hire me for. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you, are you aware of that? Number two, are you distraction free? Number three, um, may I have permission to be your coach? Number four, I talk about distractions and the fact that I'm taking lots of notes. If you see me doing everything, anything over here, not looking at you in the camera, it's all in support of you. Then 
we actually have a conversation. And my only goal is this. And I know some people may be listening to this by audio only, but my only goal is here. And that is create an experience Mm. that they uh, have a conversation that they will never forget for the rest of their life. Mm, That's that's it. Yeah. Serve them, serve them so powerfully that they'll never forget that conversation for the rest of their life. And that's the only thing I'm looking to do. Now, after that first session, if I discern that, okay, they don't need any coaching or maybe they're just, I, I, I just discern this isn't a good fit for my potential coaching client. At the end of that session, I just simply thank them for the opportunity and I invite them to reach out to me in two weeks and let me know what results they get from the action, the actions that they said they were going to take. All okay. right. And. And that was it. That's it. I'm done. There is no follow up because right. I have discerned after that first session, this isn't somebody who I think is going to be a good fit for my coaching. Right. But if I do discern this person could benefit from my coaching, then here's what I'm going to do. Now, either way, I'm going to ask, what is the single greatest insight you've gotten out of our conversation today? Based upon that insight, what are one, two or three actions you know you need to take in the next two weeks? <laughs> Yep. And then what I'm going to do is say, you know, let's just say I'm I'm not going to invite them to email me back, but instead I'm going to invite them. So, you know what? I am excited about this. I'll tell you what, I would love to see what sort of results you get from this. In fact, if you're interested, I would love to invite you back to a second full-blown 90-minute one-on-one coaching experience with me 2 weeks from now. Again, this would be my gift to you. There is no expectation and no obligation you will ever become a paid client of mine. Now, I do want to point out that I never say that I will never propose to you during this second call. Mm -hmm. I just say that there's no expectation, no obligation. I will oftentimes point out that there will be no sales pitch whatsoever in a first session. Yeah. So at this point, they've told me what their insight is. They told me what they know they need to do within two weeks. Mm. So now, if they didn't, if, if, if I don't follow up with, if we don't have a call in two weeks, most people are unlikely to go out and do those things. That's right. But if there's a call in two weeks where they're going to report on it, what I've just done is served them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to check in over the next two weeks and say, how you doing? Mm-mm. No, just by actually putting you on my calendar in two more weeks. Will, should give you all the motivation to do things you would not have done otherwise. Thus, one of the many benefits of having a coach. That's all right? right. That's right. So, so now, two weeks later, hey, how are things going? How have things been over the last two weeks? And I love it when they say, oh my gosh, I've accomplished more in the last two weeks <laughs> than I have in the last two months or the last oh, two yes. years. And my oh, favorite yeah. is when they say the last two decades. Oh. <laughs> All right. That's now, awesome. quite frankly, occasionally some people who are tire kickers and, and you know, they, it, it just seems like life can never give them a break. And, and, you know, they, they are very problem focused. Yeah. They're not in a, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there, we are where we are for reasons. And sure. it's just clear sometimes at the very beginning of a second session that they have all sorts of reasons and all sorts of excuses of why they didn't do any of the actions they said they were going to do. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that call, I still serve them powerfully. I still love them. I, I'm not judging them, but right. it's clear that my coaching is not a good fit. So I do not move to step four, which by the way, step four is proposal. Mm-hmm. All right. At the end of such a call, I will simply thank them for the opportunity to serve them. I will remind them that it was my gift and there's been no strings attached. I will invite them to keep me posted via email. Reach out to me anytime. I'd love to continue to hear from you. And I genuinely mean that. Yes. Okay. Now, if they, if things go incredibly well, it's like, this is wonderful. Sometimes we need to evaluate the results. Sometimes we celebrate the results they got. Sometimes we talk about evaluating and re approaching in a different way mm-hmm. but usually we have at least another hour because it's a, a 90 minute call to sure. get more insights and more clarity about what exactly the next actions are so at the end of that about 20 minutes in this is when i move into step four and that is this hey i want to stop right here and i want to make sure you uh of a couple of things number one first thing um do you remember that 
Today's call and the call that we had two weeks ago has been my gift to you with no strings attached. And there is absolutely no expectation or any obligation you will ever pay me a single penny for anything. Do you understand that? And they're mm-hmm. like, yes, Cliff, I get yes. it. It's like, awesome. <laughs> Great. I need you to keep that in mind because we got about 20 minutes left in our time together here today. And I want to ask you a question. It is a yes or no question. And I need to let you know right here, right now, if you say no, I am totally cool with that. Yes. Yeah. So here's the question. Would you like to have a conversation right now about what it would look like for you and I to have a paid, ongoing coaching relationship and continue the momentum of what we've built here? Mm-hmm. And again, if you say no right now, I promise you there is no, there's nothing here. It, it's just, I absolutely will celebrate your success either way. And so um, I can tell you right now, almost everyone immediately says yes to that question when I mm-hmm. ask it. A handful of people said, well, Cliff, I've been listening to you a lot, a lot and I've heard about your prices. I know I can't afford you. And I'm like, well, okay. It, so I, I, I will accept that as a no if it's a no. Definitely not trying to pressure you. Sounds to me like you think I only have one price and one product or service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but is that a no? Because if it's a no, I'll just accept it. And like I said, well, you know, no big deal. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, okay, let's have the conversation. I said, are you sure? <laughs> right. That's not a yes either. I, yes. I just, I, I need to make sure there's permission. I just, cause, right. And then I propose to them. And here's what I will tell you. 52% of everyone I propose to says yes to my package. Mm. 48% say no for now. I love that. And that is how I build my business based upon relationships. Mm, I love that. I love that. That's so powerful. I love the way that you broke down the steps. I love the way, Cliff, that you gave actual experiential types of situations that you walk clients through. And so let's wrap up um, just looking at the last couple of minutes that we have here. How can people connect with you in a deeper level? Well, I just want to say this. You can never succeed in business if you don't overcome your limiting beliefs about money, marketing, your own self-worth, and all of these things. I had made a decision shutting down a half a million dollar a year business teaching people how to podcast because I saw that people were struggling, not because of knowing how to technically do something. They couldn't overcome their limiting beliefs. And so I recognize my greatest value is helping people overcome their limiting beliefs. So I came up with a keynote talk and I actually created an entire conference called Free the Dream Conference. My opening keynote, I've done at multiple conferences all around the world. It's called All Beliefs Have Consequences. It's a one hour Mm -hmm. talk. Never had it where it's not a standing ovation. This 60 minute talk will absolutely guaranteed transform your experience of life. Number one, you'll understand and that you are unaware of about 85 to 90% of the beliefs that you have that are keeping you from experiencing what you feel you need to experience in this world that you should be experiencing. You're not even aware of the beliefs. This talk will teach you how to discover what limiting beliefs are holding you back. Step two, or the second thing you'll learn in this one hour talk is how to discover where they came from. Mm. That's not as important, however, is how to break up or disassociate from that limiting belief forever. And Mm. then what most people fail to do is to replace it and condition it with an empowering alternative belief. All of this available in a single one hour talk called All Beliefs Have Consequences. It will radically change your experience with money, your relationships, your business and every other area of your life. All beliefs have consequences. You can get it for free at mindsetanswerman.com slash free. And you will get an automated email one day later that is automated. It's not coming from me. It's automated saying, did you get what I promised? And then it says, hey, hit reply and let me know. I do promise you this. You hit reply on that email. (laughs) You and I will be connecting. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love the way that you 
show up and serve. I love the way that you break the steps down. I know for me in my business, some of the biggest challenges I have overcome are not the mechanics of running business. It's the mindset, the head and the heart stuff that I've walked through to be able to break through those pieces to continue to move ahead. So if that's where you're at and you're listening today, I really want to encourage you to lean in deeper with what Cliff has to offer, not only what he has said today, but what he has to offer in this one hour session that he's offering you for free because it'll it'll really change your life. So Cliff, thank you so much. I so I just want to honor you and I appreciate you in so many ways for coming on the show today and just speaking to the audience. I thank you so much. You really have blessed me today. Thank you, Anita. It has been my sincere honor and I thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today on the Messy Middle Podcast. We hope this episode has inspired, encouraged, and equipped you to navigate the challenges of building a profitable business while balancing the demands of your work life, your faith, and motherhood. We would love to hear from you. Connect with us on LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or at our website, therippleeffect.net to share your thoughts, questions, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. You can also find us at anitaanello.com. Until then, be well and know that we are cheering you on.